it's okay to tap yourself on the shoulder or pat yourself on the back and say um, you're doing an awesome job um, but it's also okay to not be doing an awesome job and to recognise that and to know that you need to do better. I should be in a position where I'm perpetually generating this amount of money per month to throw it over here and what I see over here are problems but there's already solutions in this space I don't need to reinvent the solution it's already there I just need to help fund the people that are already doing the good things that they do see see here's the thing you can have the talent in other words you can achieve and be a high sales performer or whatever it is that you're, you're doing but that does not necessarily mean that you are an abundance mindset you can have tons of money going in, but also be going through your fingers and going out the other side just as fast. Okay, team. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this podcast. We're we're in real life. We've come from the land of Zoom, and we're in real life. I can see eyeballs looking at me. A nice man eating some chips, and my kids are off somewhere doing something naughty with my FPOS card. But but we are here celebrating. Well, Māori Pacific, we're here celebrating business. Tonight's topic is to talk a little bit about how do you take that great idea mm -hmm. and transfer it into something that you can, you know, go off and do something with. But we want to quickly introduce our panel and over tonight's show we will be inviting other people to talk and, and be part of this corridor. Can I just start, um, yeah, let's start with Stanley and let's work our way down and let's just say hello and where we are and what we're up to. Cool. Uh, yep, so my name's Stanley Henry. Uh, I'm the director of a company called The Attention Seeker. Um, this is our offices that we're in tonight. And um, yeah, one of the founders of the Nisha Network. Hey, g'day, uh, my name's uh, Kristen Harper. I'm the, uh, yeah, all well, three of us are founders, so I don't really need to point that out. Um, I'm the uh, director of Harper Consultancy. And uh, yeah, tonight we are going to be asking some difficult questions around money and uh, you know challenging our audience a wee bit so uh, really looking forward to this because I think this is something with the Māori and Pacifica we don't really talk about too much so mm. it'll be interesting to see where this conversation goes. Yeah on. definitely. Uh, kia ora everyone, uh, my name is Peter Pirihi, um, I'm the kaiwhakahaere of Potu Media, a small to medium enterprise Māori media agency that um, it's been running since the end of 2018 up until now um, and one of the the third wheel of the Nisha Network so yeah, killed it. Awesome, awesome. Well, thanks, fellas. And can I just start with the Nisha Network and, you know, a little bit like things where people don't know what to do with things. How did you guys come up with that? Why is it so interesting to go into the business space? Mm. You know, I think when we talk about putting people in boxes, we don't necessarily always tie business to our people, uh, but definitely it is, and it has been and it will be. So let's just give a little corridor for the Ninja Network. Yeah, good. So um, the three of us, including and uh, our other founder, Indy, um, we kept seeing each other at networking events. We we're just talking to each other on LinkedIn and whatnot. And every time we went to these events, we realised that there wasn't many other Māori and Pacifica people at these events. And if there were, they weren't speaking up. They weren't talking. They weren't discussing. They weren't networking. And the four of us uh, felt that we had something to offer to help teach and encourage others to do more in our community. And so we talked about it for months and we kept on getting busy, life, right? You're running businesses, life gets in the way. Uh, and then COVID happened. And then the four of us sort of jumped on a Zoom together and we said, what are we doing? Why isn't this started? We've got all the time in the world now. Let's bring these people together. And so we did and we, you know, just pulled it together out of our, um, yeah, 
Good save. Good save. Good save. Good save. And. But, but what it was what it was to do, especially over that COVID time, was to have a support network for Māori and Pacifica businesses and professionals, right? We had a lot of friends losing their jobs. We had people struggling to pay rent. We had all these people in our community that we wanted to bring together, give them a support network, and try find a way how we can not only support them, but actually help them flourish and grow throughout this period, right? Actually, how can you promote yourself to the community at, at, at large and come out of this COVID experience actually kicking massive goals. Mm, yeah. And so I guess for me, that's what, why we got into the spot. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, for me, it was an opportunity for myself to actually work with Pacifica rather than always Māori. Well, not necessarily always Māori, but coming from a, uh, a Māori organisation that I was employed at previously to starting Patu Media, where I was at Fakata Māori Māori Television. Um, it was all about the tikanga, kaupapa and so forth, right? So um, I felt that the, the, the Pacifica space and my friends, especially my friends who are actually in business, um, they needed an outlet and a platform to be able to launch as well. And I wanted to actually include us both so we can obviously launch together. Yeah, so I think right at the start, it was that, that, that sort of like-minded stuff as well. And I think with um, all three of us, you know, we really sort of, um, I guess, push push things a wee bit we want to you know we all want to be successful and and having each other to um, you know talk about the goals and push each other it's been it's been a real um, I think for all of our businesses you know we're really starting to grow from that mm. and uh, you know last year when we, when we started talking there's a lot of other networks that are around the country you know Māori and Pacifica but we felt that uh, you know they're all in silos so you know we want to be that one that's going to be that conduit that's bringing that all together because New Zealand's a small place and um, you know, we three reasons we created this is number one is to connect and collaborate. So connect people up and actually help people collaborate because I think sometimes when you have these networking things, there's just that that pressure of you know I need to go and talk to somebody. So we want to sort of take those barriers down, mm. um, help create new business opportunities. So through the conversations that we're having, you know, talk to people about uh, you know if you, I see that you're talking about this, you need to be talking to so and so, and we're going to help you. Um, you know, assist in creating those opportunities, and, and lastly, to uh, celebrate success. We, uh, I think, Māori and Pacifica, we don't we don't really celebrate success. You know, there's nothing wrong with talking about being successful, and I think the more we can get together, and we can all bring each other up, mm. we're all going to be successful. And uh, as the main reason is creating that is just getting people together, and just being authentic, being open, being transparent as well, and then just from there, just seeing what we can do. Yeah. So I invite our audience to, you know, think of questions. If, if there's something that pops in your mind, do jump up and we, we do want this to be collaborative. I'll pick up on that. Why is it so hard to celebrate success, Stan? What is it, sorry Stanley, why is it so hard? Why can't we get up and shout from the rooftops that we're awesome? Yeah, look, you know, for me, um, and these guys will probably laugh, but like for me it's not hard. Like, I can. I, yeah. I, um... I'm all for it, like, and I always have been, and I guess uh, that that mentality that I had, I wondered why did I have that as opposed to a lot of the other Māori and Pacifica people that we went around and we met, and a lot of that comes through just life experience, right? Like, you know, when you hit rock bottom in life, there's only way is up, and I've definitely been down in the bottom, so I've never really, like, every win I have, no matter how big it is, I'm like, mm. like let's go like mm, this is this is awesome I you know I say stuff like 
oh my God, I got all the green lights today. You know, like every single success I can get, I'm good. And then when it comes to money, I never grew up, no, I never really had that uh, perception of money being something taboo not to talk about. Mm. And you know what's really weird? I, I left New Zealand for 12 years and I came back and I didn't realize what tall poppy syndrome was until I got back here. And when I moved back here and I realized that it was a, a Kiwi thing, mm. I was like, what is this? Like, why isn't everyone just all, like happy to be successful? And you know, New Zealand is one of the most amazing countries you can live in. And yeah, we have our problems, but do we have our problems compared to 90% of the world? No, like they're much worse off than us. So I was always wondering what, where did this, why aren't we much happier? Where is this tall poppy syndrome come from? And as I went through our journey and we started to talk to people, um, it, I found that even in the Māori and Pacifica, it got even worse. You know, that tall poppy syndrome was even worse. And anyone who does speak, and even in my own families and stuff, like my family, my brothers actually, and things like that, like we all, money, you start talking about money and there's that chat straight away. And I think that for a lot of our communities, I think that's a big problem, that mm. why we can't speak up. Because if you're successful, everyone wants to chop you down, right? Mm. right. And I, and for me, that's been a massive eye-opener because I didn't know it beforehand. And yeah. So I thought I was coming home, but it's almost like I came back to a new country that I never thought of, seen before. Do you think it's a safety mechanism where if you just chop it down, you don't have to go out there and lay it on the line? Yeah, for sure. It's it's I, like, I mean, I watch a lot of Gary Vee and, and his his story about um, there's two ways to build build the biggest tower in town, right? Mm. You can build the biggest tower or you can pull all the other ones down. And I think for a lot of people, it's easier to just pull all the other ones down mm. and because they don't want to have to put in the effort themselves to build the biggest tower. Mm. And so, yeah, I think for a lot of people, it's if I pull everyone else down, then I don't, I don't look so bad. Yeah, mm. and Kristen, is that what tonight represents? Like, is is the you know professionalism, having a good time, but we can say whatever the hell we want, because this is us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think the more you get around like-minded people, the more opportunities you're going to create. Mm. And uh, you know, like Stan said, you know, we've grown up with, uh, you know, I think a lot of it comes from our parents and that as well, the way they've been brought up as well. And We've always had money in our house, but we've always just had enough. Mm. So me growing up, I've always had a, I've always been able to make money. I've just never really been able to keep it. Mm. And even when, and even when I got into sales, you know, when I when I become pretty successful, I didn't want to tell anybody because I just felt stink about it. And uh, you know, I'd tell mum and dad because I was really proud, but I just didn't want to tell too many people because mm. I thought I'd, I'd get judged. Whereas nowadays, man, I don't I, I don't give a stuff. Mm. You know, <laughs> and, and I think the more we can all start to talk about this that success the more success we're going to create yeah. and this this is that space where we really want to encourage that not be one of these networks where we just go along we'll talk have a drink and then we, mm. we, we want to challenge you we want to challenge each other well and look what do we do in real time everyone's got ideas here everyone's got grind and hustle mm. what does it take what bravery does it take is it literally saying everyone's got permission to shout to the rooftops that mm. we can do this thing mm. I don't know sometimes I think we think it, but we don't say it, mm. right? So look, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back in a awesome sec, break. brother. And um, yeah, let's take a break. Let's have a bit of a chat and we'll see what we get up to in the next segment, eh? Awesome. I need that audience clap. No, no, don't, don't, don't. And then, and then I'll edit me in telling a joke. So then I was like, whoa. <laughs> Thank you.
Okay, so we're back after the break awesome. for TV Land. Everyone's just watched, you know, a few adverts, but for us, we got to share some kai together. Right. We got to talk. We broke up into little groups. This is more than just entertainment podcasts, Absolutely. right? This is us spending time together. That's the theme that came through our group. Um, what's some highlights from what you guys were talking about? Um, well, the biggest highlight for me was obviously meeting meeting Morris. Mm. Um, uh, he, he came across as being, he, 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 tended, he tended to say that he was obviously a little bit out of his depth, but, and his wife is, is, is the driving force behind the mm, co-popper, mm. um, and also with, with Quintumai from Iconics, um, and he said the same thing. So it was a bit of a collective of uh, two contrasting businesses, one in construction and one in the, um, the finance sector, so yeah. Awesome. And shout outs to group four, you know, that was our group. <laughs> um, <laughs> They had to put up with me dripping my pizza oil all over the table. But but look, we raised a couple of good things in our group, which is like some of the things we're doing haven't been really done. Right. You don't have people you can go to to ask for sound advice mm. because the world is moving at such a rate. And look, culture, I think we can, we, we're, it's built in us. We're fine. But when it comes to this other world where people are looking at you waiting, mm. I think those are the things that, tonight represents that everyone is like oh we got this because we've got to be together and that's how it was so look in that we will offer that there's this mic here okay and I guess before everyone's like I ain't doing that uh, think what it represents right it represents us owning what we say it represents um, you being up here without anyone pointing saying you've got to say this so we want someone to come up and I'm happy to nominate, but I, I would like the person. Okay, there we go. <laughs> T, come in the middle. Nice. Good brother. <laughs> Look, just bef just before T starts, I love this man. He's uh, he's got some energy, but T fasts all day, so he can have one meal in the evening. So the reason he's happy is because he's fed. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you're here. So, T, just a little 30-second intro on who you are, brother. I kill My name is Tilmika. Um, I hail from Ngāti Whātua, and uh, I work in the technology space, and I actually came up so I could move closer to the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, just give us a little synopsis of your group. What was the feeling within? Um, so, I suppose it started off, um, <clears throat> the initial feeling was around just keeping things simple mm. but um, one of the big things that resonated throughout the discussion was um, just knowing your strengths and knowing that if you have a partner you work with your partner <laughs> not against your partner um, that was a strong thing that came through but also a willingness to um, not only do what you do in terms of business but <clears throat> do what you do in terms of educating or using your business to educate your people mm. and uh, that was sort of those were the three resounding things that came from our group. I wonder why they sound so normal when you hear it, but it's so hard to do. Is it because that isn't what is taught when we talk about business, when we talk about success, that valuing somebody for who they are, what they do, is is as important as anything else, right? I think success or business comes with that, um, that sort of story like, I've got to trample on people to get to the place that I'm going, and if you're in my way, then get out. Mm. Um, whereas opposed to, I suppose, the Māori Pacific way of looking at it is, how can we do this together? 
And now we're trying to take that next step that once we've done things together to sort of celebrate that and talk about that and share those stories to sort of uplift all of us. Yeah. You got anything to... Yeah, um, <coughs> with regards to what we touched on previously with, with uh, Stanley and Kristen, I, um, my upbringing in regards to business from a, a, celebratory, a celebratory um perspective is whakama, um, uh, Māori being whakama and being very, very humble in regards to their upbringing. Um, I think that is probably one of the biggest things that I was taught when I was growing up from my grandmother. I was whangai by my grandmother and she taught me everything right up until the day she passed. So um, she was my mother and my father. So I, I think the reasons why majority of Māori who I was surrounded with when I was growing up and coming through the ranks is that I, I never had uh, a clear direction in regards to whether I was going to go into entrepreneurship or multipreneurship. Um, it was always an opportunity that you were either going to go and work at the Muslim Point Refinery or you were going to go and do this. <laughs> so it wasn't necessarily media um, that was primarily my, my goal Which at is that all point good, in by time. The way. So, yeah, yeah. No disrespect to the whānau and friends that are still up home. But, um, yeah, I, I think that's the reason why. Māori being very, very humble um, in, in their approach and their upbringing. T, can we just hold that point there? Let's define, let's say some stuff out loud. We're very good at thinking in here. Let's define what it means not to be arrogant, but to be competent. Because if we don't talk about that, then we don't know where we are in it, right? So you're a good example, T. You know, I don't find you arrogant at all, but I find you fully focused, and it could come across. Yeah, well, it's funny that we're talking about this point because what I've found is, um, oh, I'm just going to chuck it out there. I've just come from a psychotherapist and I've just had a conversation around how I'm silently arrogant. You just don't see it. So I present <laughs> myself in a way where it looks like, hey, I'm trying to help all you out and do things for you, but really I'm doing it for my own good and I'm doing it for this thing called gratification. And going to a break right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, 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 so what, I really wanted to put that one out there because I now know the difference. Right. right. The difference is doing it from up here as opposed mm, to doing it from here. Right, okay. And um, I, I operate from here. Um, I have this, <clears throat> but then there are times, and she helped me identify the space here and goes, how'd that feel? Amazing. And you feel that difference. Okay. And so, um, yeah, I just had to let that out there just so I can yeah, set man. the platform well, for thank you. the next thing was. No, because we have to acknowledge those things. They're not things you can grab and touch and hold. Mm. Uh, They're yeah. things you have to work through in real time. So, look, it's very interesting, and I hope it's igniting everyone mm. to want to express this, because I feel like, you know, because we're standing up here not reading a teleprompter, all we've got is each other, by the way, right. as we always <laughs> did have and as we always will have. And you can, you can lie and say people in your ear, tell me what to say, like I see on most telly, or you can just stick to the old stuff. But right now, yeah, it's just us. So, um, yeah, okay, T, well, let's jump then into the Shark Tank part. Uh, I want you to pitch me something so far forward that you're going to have to really work at getting it. You know, what is, what's that projection? People talk about projection, people talk about this is where we're going to be in 20 years. And I feel like that's the thinking I want to be doing, the strategic, long term. So where are you going to be in 20 years? Uh, in 20 years? Because we That puts me in where I actually need to get there. That's 2040? <laughs> Good enough. Yeah, 2040, 20 plus 20. 40. Um, 
in 20 years, I should be operating from the space a lot. And by me operating from this space, um, I should be able to solve the problem of uh, wealth distribution. Like, um, there's not an issue with wealth in the world, it's just the way it's distributed. Mm. So, what I mean by that is, I should be in a position where I'm perpetually generating this amount of money per month to throw it over here. And what I see over here are problems, but there's already solutions in this space. I don't need to reinvent the solution, it's already there. I just need to help fund the people that are already doing the good things that they do. Mm. So that's where I see myself. I want to take it a bit further though. Yes. At the moment, the world is all on technology, AI, and all of that stuff. The thing that is going to separate us from what we call traditional tech will be spirit tech. And what I mean about spirit tech is magnifying what we call wairua mm. and being able to develop the technologies that detect and are able to monitor the space that we seem to neglect. Because as you well know, what we define as reality is only 0.0001 something percent that we can detect with what we have within us, with what we have in the technology around us. So we're missing out on 99.9999 and all the 9% of what's actually happening here. Mm. Now, our histories as Māori and Pacifica already define these things, but because we can't repeat it, we can't call it science. Mm. But um, I believe that that's going to change in the future. Whoa, well, you threw us far forward. That's, uh, <laughs> look, because that's what I want too, right? We've got to be thinking to that level. How do you measure something? I mean, we are measuring it here tonight, right? We we know exactly what to do with a bunch of our people in the same space. Yeah. We know exactly what to do. And so you just got to find a way to measure that. And and maybe the journey is to uh, realise you maybe you shouldn't measure some things. You just yeah. go in and eat some pizza and have a fun <laughs> chat. Um, yeah, bro, any, any further Dude, I'm just going to be really simple. Uh, hopefully retired wealthy, spend time with my family and my mokopuna. And that's basically it. 20 yeah. years, that's primarily where I see myself. Home, back home too. Back mm. home. Do you think that was the original goal of people who set us down this path? And I mean our ancestors. It's a tough one. Um, I know that my grandmother had, uh, had visions for me in regards to being successful in regards to what I wanted to pursue. Um, I know that she wanted me to go home and uh, do a whole lot of uh, mahi for uh, our iwi. Uh, and I eventually will do that, mm. um, but not at this point in time. But um, yes, yeah. to answer your question, I held it. Awesome. So look, we've got to take another little break here. We can decide how we want to roll this, but I feel like it's more of this. All right, let's just keep talking. We're with each other. Let's get as much of the wairua happening and then let's work out how we can measure that. I mean, we kind of are, right? Because it's being transferred onto the tally. Right. People can feel that. So awesome. Stay with us and um, yeah, we'll be back in a sec. Okay, team, we're back. I uh, hope you had a nice break and do buy whatever you see on TV because that's how we keep going here. While you were being sold to, well, we were selling ourselves to small groups of people. And, and why that's good is because, look, some things are revealing themselves tonight. So let's just quickly go through uh, with our two panellists and talk about, like, what's your group, what was the themes that you were breaking out with? Uh, just talking about entrepreneurship, yeah, mm -hmm. being Māori, uh, 
getting back to our you know Maori Pacifica roots, yeah. and using that uh, using that as a vehicle within business, mm. and uh, yeah, just just talking about our journeys and our parents really. Eh? We're talking yeah. about um, I guess what we've learned from our parents, mm. or what we haven't learned from our parents, and how that's I guess shaped our relationship with money. Love it. And yeah. then what we're doing now to sort of change that. And um, now William, you, you were talking about seeing somebody to help with that. Mm help with that relationship with the money. I've done the same thing in the last mm. two months as I've seen somebody, especially through COVID, to help the mental health side of it and it's been the biggest change in my life. Mm. Yeah. And it's helping with the money, it's helping with everything. And William, just before we say hello, uh, last segment, there was a mic on its own. This segment, there's a person in here now, right? Yeah. So this is how we're doing it. This yeah, okay. is this is the trust we've got. So sure. kia ora, William, just introduce yourself to yeah. our audience. Yeah, kia ora. Um, I'm William Tartana. I work for uh, Ray White as a real estate agent. Uh, we list and sell over 38 uh, suburbs across Auckland. Um, my love of uh, real estate is not only about the property, but really just serving people mm. and helping them on the journey. Mm. Um, we're going back to our discussions there. Um, in 2017 I really hit a brick wall and the reason I hit the brick wall was I was so frustrated about you know earning the money and I wasn't able to, able to keep it either but I got a business coach in to help me to find out and she asked me some really deep questions and I found going right back to my childhood my parents were really hard workers uh, they bought the they put the, the food on my table and the, and the clothes on my back but there was never anything that was entrepreneurial, never anything that you invest for the future, nothing that where you can accumulate money. And so I had to change my mindset over a 12-month period of going from a poverty mindset to an abundance mindset. Not easy because there are certain things that are ingrained in you and you have to overcome those things and I still have to fight that today but I'm in a lot better space because as I've grown on the inside I've grown on the outside as well. Cool. William just on that point so people don't walk away misunderstood what's one thing to pin yourself to if you need to get out of that mindset what did you what was your star? So, so the, the star was first of all discovering that you have a poverty mindset mm. once you know that you it's uncovered so it's in the light then you, then you can deal with that factually rather than mm. something that you're just thinking in the background here. Mm. And once I confronted that, then I took actions and steps to be able to do that. So I had to educate myself. I had to understand how the mind works, how the subconscious works, because most of us, when we, when we operate, we operate 90% with our subconscious. Mm. The 10% is just the conscious, but the subconscious is the one that has the program that's running. Mm. I had to change that. I changed that through uh, different ways, visualization, meditation, and also um, uh, affirmations as well. So if you're not learning your subconscious, then are you unconscious? Well, almost, yeah. Mm. You, you're, you're, you're doing a program that was embedded in you when you were a little kid. Mm. Yeah. But now, as an adult, I'm having, having to change that, mm. and that, that has dramatically uh, improved my life. Mm. Holy heck, I mean, that's pretty much what I've been doing as well. And it's been a lot of those really hard questions about my upbringing, about my youth, and my parents are exactly the same. And it was those really hard questions and stuff that I had to deal with that 
I really didn't want to, but I, I did, and I still am. Yeah. And that, it, and as you're saying, like acknowledging that, and then going, okay, cool, it's there. I'm doing something about it. It's not going to get fixed straight away, but I know it's there, and we're doing the work to change that. And it's been a, it's been a whole mind shift. It's been mm. a whole change in such a good way. See, see, here's the thing: you can have the talent. In other words, you can achieve and be a high sales performer or whatever it is that you're, you're doing, but that does not necessarily mean that you are an abundance mindset. You can have tons of money going in, but also be going through your fingers and going out the other side just as fast. Mm. So until you change the program, change mind, but change the subconscious part, then uh, once you've done that, and and it does take some time, but but if, you, if you're prepared to work at it, Man, you, you it'll change your life. But that was my, that was my thirties, making that was I was making good money, but I just got rid of it just as quick as I got it. Yeah. Whereas now I'm a, I think I'm a lot smarter about it. But uh, now here, you're in your twenties. Here, here's here's <laughs> the key, because you think you don't deserve it, and yeah. that was my key. All I right. thought I didn't deserve, or I undervalued what I was doing. Uh, yes, I was providing value, but I still in my thinking, in deep inside. I was undervaluing myself. Mm-hmm. And so when I, when I started to affirm that I deserve the wealth that I'm getting, that deserve the money that I'm earning, that changed my thinking mm-hmm. and particularly internally. Yeah, I'm just going to take a second look around. We're getting some... Yeah, come, 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 come. Thank you so much to come on to just, just say hello to everybody. Hi, good evening. My name is Colleen, actually, and I... 100% endorse exactly what you've just done because I had to look at six months ago, hit my rock bottom, mm. changed my mindset and um, I've just qualified for Marissa Pierce, she's the number one UK therapist but internationally as well. Mm. I have just, I'm just qualifying and she is, I exactly what you've just said now is going back, changing the beliefs, everybody thinks that they're not good enough actually. Mm. So the logical mind Pointing on to what you've just said, the logical mind is the conscious mind, the emotional mind, the unconscious mind is the emotional mind. So I'll give you an example um, because I'm just about to qualify and I'm launching my business to actually train people in mindset actually. Um, your conscious self, for an example, would be, I want to lose weight, I see this donut over here, I, don't need, I can't eat it, but the donut is there. I'm going to eat that donut, I feel terrible because I've eaten that donut. You know, the emotion will always override the mind. I'm just sharing two things. These three things for mindset and actually for success. The mind will act in a way where you put pictures in your mind. So whatever your scenario is, if you tell your mind that picture, your mind will act in that way and what you tell your mind. The other things for for success, these two things actually. One is making the familiar unfamiliar actually so things that are not normally your pattern actually you have to make that familiar to you the other thing is that will it will respond um, to things um, I have actually and doing the things that you hate doing um, so I did one session with it 
uh, it's helped me tremendously and also doing programming the mind. So you just mentioned about visualization. You had mentioned about um, commands. And by the way, affirmations are command statements to the mind, instructing the mind actually yes. to actually do it. So when you start verbalizing, saying, I'm wonderful, you're actually commanding the mind, I'm beautiful, I'm wonderful, I deserve that yes. whole abundance thing. Going on from what you were just talking now about childhood, absolutely everything that I shared in our group as well was saying that, you know, what the mindset is, you, I, you, I can't afford that. So, which means you're telling your mind from an early age, you know what, I'm not allowed to ask for that. And it does sit in the subconscious. And so as much as you want to go logically, I want to strive ahead, you will be sabotaged with your beliefs actually. So um, please feel free to, to, to come and knock on my door. I will definitely be helping people with that because Absolutely. I do want to help people um, succeed. And, and so, I just, I just, I couldn't sit there and say That's no. A, actually, and, and I had to just share those tips actually with you guys. Beautiful. So, Look, yeah, I just you. want everyone to stay exactly where we are. I'm going to roll straight into the next segment. I want to try something. Okay, let's build on this. We've got nine minutes thirty to really kick some action. If people are sitting watching, if we're here, uh, we're going to. Yep. So straight after the break, I'm going to leave these three mics open and I just want a rotation of people coming up exactly like this. Let's build this mindset. Let's not leave anything on the table, okay? Because if we do, we're going to drive home and think, damn it, I should have said something. Okay, so stay where you are. Building myself up is about sort of going against the grain. So a lot of my whanau don't or haven't necessarily ever wanted to be different. And so for me, um, looking at my own, the way I am, my own values, um, and my own sort of strengths and weaknesses, um, sort of at some some stage always goes against the grain because um, it's not okay to be different. Um, but when you are different and you do speak out and you do go for the things that you're passionate about, it keeps you, um, motivated because you're on that journey and you're on that adventure and you can see the light at the end of the tunnel so um, I always want to create a space for myself to feel like I'm everything that I do is as a path and it's tika and it's pono to my own values and that's how I'll um, create a path and navigate um, and it's about ewaka ikenua so it's about looking at um, those others that are on that adventure and um, you know rather than them having their own waka and we're all paddling in the same direction or at different stages um, it's about welcoming them onto my own waka and saying you know we can do this together and it's not about being alone um, it's not about having to navigate those seas and those waters um, which we all know because we you know um, being Pacifica or being Māori, we, we come from Hawaii, so we ventured and we voyaged those, um, voyaged those seas. And so we all know about um, navigating and how hard it is to do it on your own. So you need to have those others on there and you need to have the others on the path because they're creating um, obviously speed and momentum, but it keeps you um, accountable too to others and it keeps you... Um, knowing that your purpose is there to support and to total each other and without um, 
you know, whānau support and friend support and um, and using all those tangas that everyone likes to use, um, whana, you know, manaki tanga, whanauna tanga, um, kotahi tanga, without being um, true to those values um, and utilising the people and the networks that you have, um, yeah, you'll never sort of get on a, on a venture on your own. Um, it's about to knowing if you're the navigator, um, you know, the steerer at the back of the waka, or are you the, the leader in terms of the one paddling? Um, or identifying whether or not you're in the middle. So um, at this stage you might be on someone else's waka and you're helping them to assist the seas in which they're, they're paddling but actually you want to be the front because you want um, others to follow you and to represent you um, and to follow your lead leadership and become a role model and um, if you believe that you are that role model then you should be at the front of the waka um, because you want to be the pillar that everyone sees that everyone is looking over your shoulder and, and looking from behind and and you're the one that's setting the pace um, and then if you're not you know um, as we progress through our business life we become the steerer so we're no longer just the person that's at the front um, we might delegate that path to somebody else or to our own friends and whanau that have come on the path but it's about um, also knowing that if you're at the back of the waka um, you have to sort of navigate um, past everything else so what is in the seas ahead of you is it um, you know can you see the rips can you see the rocks can you see the current or the reef um, and so it's about knowing that journey um, and business is a journey it's it's like going through storms and seas and and all sorts of things and um, yeah I love I love the idea of, of being able to embrace who we are and become um, sort of everything we are, but also telling ourselves that it's okay to be that person that's at the front. Um, it's okay to tap yourself on the shoulder or pat yourself on the back and say, um, you're doing an awesome job. Um, but it's also okay to not be doing an awesome job and to recognise that and to know that you need to do better. Um, so yeah, what about you, um, lovely wahine? <laughs> Your name? Oh, sorry. My name is Shanice. Yes, Shanice Joyce. And where do you come from? I, I so I travelled sp um, specifically down here at the moment um, to do a couple of business things. But I'm from um, Kaipara, so I'm from um, the the far north in Dargaville, and um, I'm down here to total call my friends and whānau of um, you know um, Nati Fatua who are having their um, their hikoi tomorrow um, in regards to the landfall in the in the Dome Valley. So um, yeah. Interesting. Well, I think we're all on a different journey. Um, kia ora, my name's Camilla, and I am the founder and managing director of a company called Iconic. We specialise in financial education, and we're all about changing lives, empowering not only New Zealanders, women, um, Māori, Pacific Islanders, just to have more control around their financial future, helping them get into homes, um, and you know, realise what some people think is um, impossible. You know, when you talk about building yourself up. I think as women, especially Māori women, um, there are so many different challenges that come with that. And if I'm specifically talking about my own journey, you know, I work um, in an industry that is not only very male dominated, um, but there are not many Māori or Pacific Island financial advisors throughout New Zealand. And that comes with so many challenges, um, along with the fact that I'm one of very few um, you know, Māori women that run a financial advisory enterprise. Um, and then you've got to look at your family environment and, you know, and where you come 
from and I think earlier on when we were talking about raising um, you know why do we find it hard to uh, talk about our success and I was sort of you know saying in, in my group that there's not only the cultural barriers that come with that, but there's also the family barriers. You know, I came from a family that worked seven days a week, worked really hard, but didn't really have anything at the end of the day. And um, some of those barriers now are, you know, you, you wanting to try and move forward, not only so you can help yourself, but you can help those around you. And I think for me, building yourself up. So when I think about building myself up, um, I think about the only the only way that I feel that I can do that is by building up the other people that are around me, the team, um, because that's where I get my empowerment from. Um, and like I said, I think everyone is on their own different journey. What about? So because it's TV land, so you're going to stay right here, but we're going to wrap it up here. So I guess what I'll say is thank you everybody for joining us on Audiana TV. This does not mean the content's finished. We're going to upload to the Nisha Network platform and we're going to have the full quarter of everything. Uh, but for the telly stuff, because it's driven by TV land, we'll, we'll end it here. Can I just say thank you to everyone who's given us the power tonight? And um, so cool, we, we wrap it for TV, but we carry on with the conversation. So the mics are still here, and I would invite people to, when you're finished, you pass it on. And if there's not someone ready to take that, you keep on it, all right? So <laughs> that's, that's the deal. So my name's Bonita and I'm the Auckland South Manager for Dress for Success. So Dress for Success is a charitable organisation that helps to empower women through clothing. Um, we have women who are going for um, interviews, uh, whether that's for a court appearance, for uh, applying for a course or for actual jobs. Um, they come in and see us and we provide them with a one-on-one, one-hour styling session with one of our volunteers to get some suitable interview attire. If they're successful, then they come back for a second dressing and we'll give them up to a week's worth of mix, mix and match clothing. Um, so they're not having to spend their first pay on their, um, their new mahi. Um, but apart from that, we also actually do have a bit of a wraparound service. We have a career centre, we'll help them with the CV and interview skills as well. We also have a small group where we um, follow them throughout their journey. So it doesn't just end once they're in work, we will follow up with them and help them along their, um, their work-life journey as well. Um, I just wanted to, to, to mention something. So there's been a few really cool discussions that have gone on um, in the two groups that I've been in. Um, and I just wanted to say with uh, Shanice, with your corridor around our journey, um, you know, when our ancestors navigated from the islands to New Zealand, sometimes they'll get into a storm and they'd have to navigate around in circles until they could see the stars again to be able to guide their way out of it. And sometimes, you know, it's really good to know, to recognise when we're in that storming phase and just recognise this as, okay, I'm just going through a bit of a storm at the moment. Eventually I will come out of this. You know? um, in regards to um, money, so I know that's kind of been a, a topic tonight in, into how to ask for money. Um, it's just, you've got to ask the question first and foremost, don't be scared to. And I know that it's really scary and hard sometimes, but unless you ask, you won't know. Um, also, 
you know, because we've been talking about you know success and what that kind of looks like, and um, being able to ask for money and but being fakama about it. I guess one thing that I kind of use as my guide is you know, um, what is my currency? And so I see my currency is my my time. If I invest my time into something, then that's the most that I can actually give. It's there's other things that I could do for people, but time is actually my most valuable asset. And so when you're ranking your hourly rate or whatever else it is, I always keep that into consideration. What is my time worth? And sometimes it's a negotiation between what you're actually paid for, but all the other work that you do for it as well. And so. Although I'm kind of here in part representing my organisation, um, it's also because I'm involved in other community things as well, as Roma well knows. <laughs> and um, I guess it's around kind of sharing that. So I'm here tonight, kind of partly for the organisation, but also for our Māori Pacifica people. Out south, which is where I'm located, so I'm, we're located on 12 Lambie Drive in Monaco, um, we get a lot of our clientele are Māori Pacifica. So, if through your own networks you know of people who could benefit from coming to see us, we're free service, it costs, you, costs them nothing, um, then, and if you think that we can assist them in some way, then send them our way. If maybe you think you might be able to help us in another way, in another capacity, then it, it might be through coming and attending one of our sales, bringing your partners along to one of those or holding their bags for them while they shop. There's all sorts of ways that you can help. Yeah? It's just actually doing it. Um, and I guess I'll, I'll finish off lastly on um, one thing that really resonated with me uh, when we were speaking as a group, and that's um, you know, what does success look like? And I know we're called Dress for Success, and I guess you know, our kakahu, our clothing, can help you make, feel, make you feel more confident and when you're going to the interview, but actually it's how you're actually carrying it off and how it makes you feel, it's those emotions behind it. So when I say what does success look like, um, do you actually know what it looks like? Were you raised in that kind of environment? When we talk about things like mindset and uh, historical trauma that we may have had growing up ourselves, we may not actually know what it looked like when we were younger. It may be something that we had to look outside of our family you know, to actually find or to see, oh, is that what it looks like? Is that what it's supposed to be? You know, so we're all here to help each other. I guess if I could ask you to do one thing, it's help other people, like what you want to do now. I feel like that's why we're all here. And thank you so much to the organisers for uh, making this happen and, and for the way that this has been organised. A lot of network meetings that I've been to previously, not that I've been to a lot, but I feel like the um, kind of environment, the vibe has been really awesome and um, it's not rushed like it usually is. No one's competing with each other and um, I love the manaki tanga that you guys have shown to us. Give us food, we will come. Give it up. Thank you for that. Um, so my name's Peter Elborn, born and bred in Fiji. Came to New Zealand some 20 years ago, um, studied to be an aircraft engineer, and all I wanted to do was work in aeroplanes. Um, over the years, I've, I've picked up so many skill sets, and during COVID, I was one of the few that put their hands up and offered to be let go from Air New Zealand. And since then, um, 
Since then, I've started uh, two businesses. One's a social enterprise, helping farmers, producers, artists back home in the islands. So created an e-commerce shop online and uh, started bringing in produce during COVID. So started off with 20 kilos of kava. Uh, now I've partnered with someone who's bringing 500 kilos of kava. Uh, so yeah, all, all that Netflix uh, watching knuckles, that's really paying off. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I've like if uh, the government, you guys listening? All, every time I talk about weight and packing, I'm talking about cover. I'm not moving weight like what you guys are talking about. <laughs> so yeah, so so that's the entrepreneurial part of me. Um, in 2018, I registered a company, Hoopo Limited, and I just wanted to have a crack at at starting something, doing consulting. Got 20 years of experience, and when I left in New Zealand, I thought, you know what the hell, I'll give it a go. So I just started HPE Business Solutions, where I'm taking 20 years of my combined experience. Uh, been an aircraft engineer, studying economics, international business, uh, doing a research and uh, a doctorate at university, and trying to bring it all together and, and sort of help people grow. And I think from tonight's event, one of the th uh, two things I got out of it is, um, you know, being embedded in the corporate space, uh, having a nine-to-five jobs Monday to Friday. Uh, I've learned that being an entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneur owning my own business now is I can actually put my, my maunga down and start climbing it. And I think a lot of us are the same, right? Um, we, we work in the corporate space and we feel like we're carrying a load. We haven't even started climbing that mountain. And I think having the opportunity to leave where, where I've been for the last 18 years, I can actually put that mountain down and start climbing it. And I, can, I think a lot of people resonate with that. With that. Um, the second thing I, that really resonated with me is, and we talked about money, how, how, do we ask us, how do we ask for the right money? And I think networks like this is, um, the real value is creating or making a connection when there's no reason to make a connection. I look around the room and I sort of say, well, how can I create value? It's making connection with each and every one of you. I make sure I work the room. I shake hands, I talk to people. It's making that connection when there's no reason I should be making a connection with you. Why should I be talking to a financial advisor? I'm, an, I'm just an aircraft engineer who's trying to, trying to have a crack at, the, at consultancy. Um, why should I be talking to someone who's working for a $5, five billion trust? Uh, what's the reason? Why should I talk to them? I think for us as, as Maori Pacifica people, we, we sell ourselves short in that space. We sort of say, oh, we sort of shy away from, oh, why should I go talk to that? or why should I get up on stage and uh, have the spotlight shine on me? I think that's, that's the real important thing is, is creating that value. You know, that value is making the connection when there's no reason to make a connection. A lot of people at In New Zealand, there's 12,000 people at In New Zealand. My manager, when he asked me, oh, Pete, describe your job. Um, you know, I, was, I was in sales and business development, business strategy. He asked me, oh, can you describe your job in, in, in one sentence? And I said, oh, I'm selling stuff, I'm selling airplanes, I'm selling uh, engineering services. And I said, oh, the best way I can do it is I'm a professional friend maker. <laughs> and, um, and that's what it is, right? It's being a professional friend maker. If you can go and create those networks and sell, that's, that's how, you, uh, how you make the sell. And on my departure, my last day in New Zealand, my manager, he, he had to do a farewell speech. And when he, when, he, uh, when he said his farewell speech, he said, oh, Pete, when you told me you're a professional friend maker a year and a half ago, I didn't realize you were serious because of the 12,000 employees 
Everywhere I went in, in New Zealand, whether it's corporate, at the airport, engineering, you knew every single person. I think you know about half of the 12,000 people in New Zealand. And that's what it is. I think it's, you know, I think our people's got to learn out, learn to get out of the comfort zone. I mean, I was, I've made friends with every single CEO in New Zealand. I just, you know, I've, I've made friends with Rob Five, Chris Luxon, and now Greg Foran. I've got him on the, on the dial now. I said, hey, Greg, I want to catch up with you. I need to re interview for my research. And he's like, yeah, set up a meeting. There's, there's no reason why a, a brown boy from Fiji can jump in the elevator, go up to the fifth floor, jump into the C-suite and say, hey, can I have a coffee with you? You know, there's, there's no reason to. So yeah, back yourself and go for it. Hi guys, so I'm Caroline, Caroline Sofoy, and uh, my background is Samoan, and I have a teeny, beanie, little bit of Fijian in me, just a little bit, you know, just so there's a connection there, my friend. And um, so I'm in the business right now of actually how to make your day productive and how to actually add value to today. And you're in a meeting, right? And what's going on in your team? What is the sense of those people on the floor? And how can I make you look good in front of the boss? And how can I make sure that you get everything done on time? So I am also the helicopter across all the departments. So my role is actually, my paid employed role is an executive assistant and I work at the warehouse group. But do you know what? It's actually not really all about the job. And I've kind of come to this sort of realisation is that I'm a little bit over being put in, this is what I do, this is my job. So the game that I'm in right now is empowering. It's great that we've got this kind of conversation that's coming through and value. So, um, and how do I get into that game? I have to put myself out there. I have to kind of go, in order for me to say, you know, you are great, you gotta do this, you gotta do that, I have to front it myself and it, you know, and I have to get out from behind the camera and just kind of be out there so you can kind of see that if I can do it, you can do it as well. So in my little spare time with a couple of amazing ladies, we formed a New Zealand chapter called Tribe. And what Tribe means is basically we want to empower our profession, we want them to be individuals more than just someone supporting an executive. And so we run a couple of little events and we've got one next week called LinkedIn 2.0 and we're talking about how to elevate your brand and your online presence. And we wanna kinda smash the perceptions that it's only for a certain demographic, it is for everyone. So I'm in the market of how to market yourself. You know, how to put yourself out there. But I'm gonna tell you the secret right now, how to actually do all that is that you really don't care about someone's opinion and you just do it. And once you do that, you are completely free of any perceptions out there because you kind of go, that is that person's opinion and they're entitled to that, but that does not affect me. So as soon as I went past that, I just kind of, you know, if you're my connection on LinkedIn, you know what I mean, because I'm on there all the time, you know, and I'm sharing like my personal diary on there, but it's just so refreshing and that's what I love to do. And then what we decided with only a couple of weeks notice, we thought we'd put on the biggest event that this country's ever seen for our profession. We're not having a little cocktail party, we're gonna book at Alexandra Park, we're gonna invite 300 executive assistants, and all of New Zealand's welcome to come along, free dinner. 
everything, DJ, music, prizes. We kind of go, why go halfway when you can go all the way there? So um, key thing, understanding your value and actually understanding what sets you apart and what really makes you special. And it doesn't matter how much money is put on the table. If you know that, you will go so far and that value will be more than all the money in the world. If you just really feel that within yourself and you can go home and go, gosh, I had such a great day. You know, I made that little bit of difference for that person or I've created this network and I just want to make you feel better or feel connected to a community. So that's me. In the game of value and connection and culture and really just being yourself and putting yourself out there. Thanks. Hey, um, hey, my name is Joe. Um, I probably won't, won't go straight to talking about what I do uh, for a living and how I go about um, myself in an entrepreneurial way or um, sort of where I'm heading um, into the future. Um, but what, what I like really uh, like to emphasize and, and it's been, and it's always like this when, when we have our TNN events, um, is just um, telling our stories um, to, to all like-minded individuals in here, our Pacifica and um, Māori um, entrepreneurs, like-minded individuals in, in, in one, one area. And um, you guys know my story, I spoke about it last week, but um, just in a little nutshell of where I come from, I come from a very humble and very, not heart of South Auckland, very, very unique area of Otara in South Auckland. And um, yeah, so that's where I sort of come from. Um, I was brought up in a housing New Zealand property. Um, I was educated at a very low decile school that I'm very proud of nonetheless, um, in, in the heart of South Auckland as well, in Otara. Um, and then um, I went into the corporate arena. I have a background in, oh well, after college, I went into university studies, followed the same sort of pathwork and network our pathway network that our parents usually put on us and that is to do well in school and then um, get a good education and then get a good job, which we can all relate to and apply to. Um, that's the dreams and ventures of our parents when they migrated um, our tangata whenua when they um, boarded their wakas and um, travelled from Waikiki to be in the land of long white cloud in Aotearoa, is to find greener pastures and, and to look for success. So their thinking for us was, okay, continue on that success, and that's the reason why we're here. That's the focal point of what we do. Um, I went to the corporate arena um, after, after university studies. Background is illegal, um, but then now I'm in a completely different industry, I'm in a completely different business, and that's in real estate. Um, and you're asking me the question of why. Um, here's a boy from Motara in South Auckland. No discussion whatsoever in my upbringing in terms of home ownership and real estate and importance of investment. And um, suddenly I'm in an arena where I'm dealing with multi-millionaire investors out there, up and coming first time investors, uh, first time buyers who are on the dream of achieving home ownership. And um, now just recently working alongside billionaire and, uh, developers and, and, and part of a, a company that's turned over a billion dollars of worth of property and um, development in the last uh, uh, last 20 years of being in the existence. Um, such, a, such a different environment that I feel I'm in now, 
um, in terms of where I came from. Um, and this platform in terms of Indonesia Network, and that's why I thank our matuas, I thank our founders here, uh, Chris, uh, Peter, and Stanley. Um, they've allowed us to be able, and, um, and Andy, and our committee. Indy, sorry, India. Oh, India's not here. Yeah, right, India. Sorry, India, you're watching though. So I'm um, thankful to our founders because they provide us a platform to be able to tell these stories. Our people are, are very good storytellers and, um, and, that's, um, and that's the only way um, they sort of passed their knowledge down onto us. And it was through oratory, uh, through, through um, oral, because we, we, we did not have pens and papers. Um, and, um, and, 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 and saying that, like, you know, our story speaks about who we are and also relates to why we are born entrepreneurs. And, and I'm a very strong believer of that. Um, I'll, I'll, we come from an ancestor, uh, ancestor group of voyagers who ventured the largest ocean in the world um, and, 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 and such primitive vakas. And um, in their minds, they were following stars and they were dreamers and, and they were venturing to greener pastures and success. It's just now, um, with that blood flowing through our veins and, and who we are today, we're, fought, we're, we're, we're voyaging a, a different type of ocean now. We're voyaging the oceans of entrepreneurship and, um, and enterprise and, and growing ourselves in mentality and abundance as uh, one of our speakers have spoken about earlier. These are engraved in our minds and all, it's just we're needing to harness that. This is an Otara boy here um, saying all of this. Um, my, my, my community there do not, do not talk the same language as me. And, and um, we had, Marie wasn't there, but um, we had one of my mates that came um, into my office asking me for a job and he, came, he just came out of prison. And these were, these were um, people that I grew up with in my community. Um, so the abundance of mentality and, 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 and that kind of mindset that we're wanting to be in is what we're all about now. Um, remembering where we come from and where we're heading to in the future. So that's why I'm in real estate. That's why I'm in property. If I can share that same story as well and, and to touch our community's lives in terms of that situation and, and, and that kind of context, then I'll, I'll put every, all effort into it to help everyone out, out there, you know, and, and people that sort of came from a similar situation as myself. Um, learning to be um, an, an abundant mentality and, 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 and personal growth where they can understand uh, financial literacy and, and be able to pass that on to the next generation because we didn't know what we didn't know. Our parents did not teach us this. We had to, we had to learn from our brothers and sisters from different cultures and all um, in this voyage of entrepreneurship that we're on uh, so we can be better people and have that kind of mentality. So um, that's in a nutshell of who I am. How long did I take? Did I take a while? Record time this time. I usually take a while. Stanley knows this. But I've, um, I'm a very it's short. Saturday. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Your, your turn, Marie. You no, can finish awesome. it off. Oh. Hello, Falava, everyone. Uh, my name is Marie Taweva, uh, born in Samoa, only just moved to New Zealand or outside of Samoa 10 years ago. Um, I got a scholarship to attend um, Tangaroa College um, out of all places. <laughs> um, I say that to, you know, so many people and they get a shock on their face of, like, Tangaroa College, but yeah, it's awesome. Um, so my background, I've always been passionate about um, business startups. Um, so long, long story short, um, my siblings and I, uh, you know, used to sell fish in the streets um, for our lunch money back back home. Um, I sort of brought, uh, brought with me that um, passion to, you know, sell something. And um, I guess I sort of um, 
worked on Minecraft um, in high school. So um, just been involved in business startups and um, starting from Tangaroa College um, through the Young Enterprise Scheme program. Um, so went to uni two years in. Um, I thought, well, I don't want to sit in a, a class again and you know just listen to one person instead of um, going out there and, and learning how to actually build a business. So I decided to drop out of uni, um, just reach out. I was using um, LinkedIn like five years ago to <laughs> um, so reach out to um, business owners. Um, I was willing to, to intern for free to learn the game, to learn how to do it hands-on, you know. And um, I, I, I didn't know, I was now thinking back to that, I, I'm pretty shocked, you know, like, you know, at that age, I realized I didn't like, I didn't want to um, work for someone else, basically. Um, I wanted to find my own way. I uh, was willing to, you know, learn for free. Um, was willing to just buy coffee for whoever I was learning from. Um, so just been involved in the um, social enterprise um, business startups area where I, I met Camilla. Um, surprisingly, we were on the, on the panel for a, um, a young enterprise competition. Um, so, uh, yeah, I've just been really involved in business my whole um, teenage life, I guess. And um, now, um, being with Joe, um, just recently moved to real estate. And what I what I picked up from you know helping out Joe with his open homes. Um, I just saw that, um, just seeing the look on people's faces when you know they, you, you hand the keys over, right? So, um, <clears throat> sorry. Um, that was something I, I was really proud, you know, to be part of. Oh, it's never happened before. That's what happens on podcasts. <laughs> um, we go deep. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, I saw that and I, and I was like, wow, um, how can we make property ownership, you know, be more accessible to our people? So um, that was sort of like my um, light bulb moment. And I was like, okay, from business, am I going to move to real estate now? <laughs> um, so I, I decided I was going to, you know, join our business, which uh, me and Joe um, started five years ago. Uh, our business is called um, After Five Real Estate, and that was basically because we've been um, working like crazy how after five up to <laughs> 11 p.m. So we the name didn't really mean anything back then, but we we thought oh, the name the name doesn't mean anything until you give it meaning, or what you do with your work will explain the meaning of the name. You don't have to you know have a, a three-hour meeting to discuss what name you're going to name your company, right? That was my thinking and, um, sorry, just that was my reason of, you know, joining real estate and just been so blessed to, um, to even be involved and surrounded and be associated with like-minded individuals who think outside of, you know, the norm. Um, Back at home, it's usually, you know, oh, how was your day at work? And then, hi, bye, that's it, you know? There's no, um, what are your dreams? There's no conversations around that. Um, and I think we need to introduce more of these conversations in our uh, Pacifica and Māori um, families, I guess. 
Um, it's so ancient to us, but it starts with us, you know. We got to start that conversation. And um, I was just saying to Joe, um, this whole week we've been um, booking meetings with all these Māori, Māori and Pacific um, businesswomen, and um, I, I feel so proud to meet like uh, boss ladies, even like Claire and um, Roma and Camilla. It's, it just you know it gets me going, and I'm like you know that's what we need. Um, that's what we need in, in our community, and we need more people um, supporting and cheering us on. You know, like, I just don't like um, like what you were saying, Stanley, about you know building the big, the biggest building. Um, there's enough pie for everyone, and you don't need to um, destroy other people's you know journey to to make it on your own. You, you can work together and um, build the biggest building together. Um, one thing that I, I learned recently from my um, from my mentors, and I, I've started, you know, to um, to apply this to my um, everyday life. I guess is um, one of my mentors said to us, check the. Um, sorry. Sorry, it's coming. <laughs> um, okay. Check the stage of your heart. And what she meant by that was when you go to meet new people every single time, making sure that you have no hidden agendas, you know, have the purest of heart, that you're going to meet someone and like hopefully add value to them and just you know build meaningful relationship with them and um so yeah that's that's what i wanted to leave you guys with um just have no intention um of gaining anything back from meeting the new new person um but you've gained a new friend and you're going to build you know long time relationship with them um so yeah thank you I like that I looked at you and I was like, getting up and you were like, <laughs> and you did it and that's how we roll. It's captured now, right? It's passed on. So yep. Stan, Leo, I guess I'll just hand it to you to say, you know, whatever we want to say, where can people follow yeah. and all of that stuff. Yeah. Now look, all I really wanted to do quickly is just to say a massive thank you to everyone. Um, as we... Um, as we mentioned at the start, this is the first time that we've ever done anything like this. Uh, we had no idea how this would go, but I don't know about you guys, but there was some really great stories shared. Um, I think that what the Nisian Network allows people to do is have a voice. And I think that that voice is what's so important. We might not have solved the, solved the world's problems today, but we added to the, to the story. We added to that journey. If every time we have these opportunities to do that, we keep adding to that journey. And like what Shanice was talking about with that waka, we're all in that waka together now, right? Like we're all pushing forward on that journey. And I think that the more we can do this, not just us, but you guys in your own world, having that chat and having that conversation with more and more people, the more of us will be on this waka together, the more of us will be, um, you know, moving forward and pushing this agenda. So. From the, on behalf of all the other founders of Nisha Network and Indy who couldn't be here tonight, we, we're really thankful for everything you did tonight and I'm so happy that we're able to do this. So thank you and good night.